program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues, Ocean River Shields of Achilles, with your host, Dr. Rob Moyer. Find out what others are doing and what you can do to create a greener and blue planet Earth. Now, here's Dr. Rob Moyer. Welcome. Today, we're talking about saving the ocean with Goliath Grouper Hotels and the Healthy Reef Community Systems. My guest today is Lee Shepard of Intercoastal Ecosystems, LLC. Lee, how are you? I'm doing great, Dr. Rob. Thank you for having me aboard, sir. Well, it was so nice to meet you at the Youth Driven Cinema uh, Film Festival a couple weeks ago. That was a very powerful evening with our future stewards that we're going to be passing the torch to, and the future is looking bright, Dr. Rob. Yeah. Just call me Rob. Um, so you've been around Florida for quite a while. You were telling me that uh, the shoreline's changed a bit from your early days. You could say it's changed a bit. I'm a native, uh, third generation, Palm Beach County. And uh, when I was a child, there were no seawalls. Wow. It was pristine mangrove forest. And we had the shrimp, the oysters, the clams, Every kind of sport and game fish you can imagine, snook, trout, redfish, snook, glad groupers, list goes on and on. Sawfish. I used to catch sawfish when I was a child. Wow. How did you catch a sawfish? Very carefully, Rob. <laughs> they're very prehistoric looking, and there's, there's still some around in the north end of our lagoon, I'm proud to say. That's great. So you would just, like, a hook and line? You wouldn't use a spear or something, would you? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. You'd want, like, a half of a nice-sized ladyfish or a, a big a big black or silver mullet. There you go. You don't see those around very often, those swordfish nowadays, do you? No, sir, you don't. Uh, they did just report one offshore of Riviera Beach about two weeks ago, which... Normally, they, they would stay inside the lagoon. Apparently, he was looking for, he was foraging. Yeah. Well, the lagoon waters have gotten a little worse in recent years, haven't they? Pardon me? The lagoon waters have gotten a little dirtier or greener than before, haven't they? Uh, yes, sir. They've changed multiple shades. Uh, we took a beating this year from the discharge of Lake Okeechobee. And actually, um, we're leading the world by example here in Palm Beach County, the lagoon and lagoon restoration. I'm very proud to be a small part of it in my donations and my physical labor. I've physically planted 
oh, I don't know, about six or 7,000 red mangroves personally. That is so important because Jackie Thurlow was showing us photographs that she took from her husband's airplane of that black water coming down the St. Lucie from the, uh, what is that, the inland of, of Florida there, and it yeah. really has an impact on the lagoon, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. Um, that was a shameful sight, and uh, people had to stay out of the water, and actually we lost 11 people died with contact Yikes. with that macroalgae water. Right, there were toxins in the algae blooms or something. And it, Absolutely, it's uh, blue-green macroalgae. Just terrible. They're and big. unfortunately, we lost uh, close to 90,000 acres of seagrass, which is the, the most important foundation. That's the foundation of our ecosystem. And here in Palm Beach County, when I got back from D.C. fighting for clean water, I got a terrible email that one of our man-made projects, 32 acres of man-made islands, tidal lagoons, with mangroves, oyster bars, and grass. We had the largest bed of Johnson's seagrass in the world in Lake Worth. And I came home to find out every blade was dead from discharging from Lake Okeechobee. Holy smokes. Yep, that was a kick in the you-know-what, Rob. Oh, my gosh. And well, you're the right I man repeat, to that to was today. the largest bed in the world. Of Johnson seagrass. Of oh Johnson seagrass, which was the first grass to go on the endangered list. And that's the preferred food of the manatee. Absolutely. Uh, not just manatees, uh, turtles, uh, it, the, the chain just goes on and on, it, and it's a domino effect. It, um, we're hoping to bounce back. Uh, I, I did just get a nice report from that project. We have two juvenile bald eagles there right now. Oh, that's wonderful. Bald eagles are always great to see. Absolutely. Of course, we have our ospreys, but it's a special treat to see the balds there. Absolutely. Now, you have a reputation for building artificial mangrove systems, like root systems. Tell us yep. about that. Well, I, um, this all goes back to my friend Henry at the Snook Nook. He has a radio show every Saturday morning, and I love listening to him. And... I got tired of him talking about Palm Beach County. He goes from Sebastian to Boca, covering water, real-time fishing. And when they get to Palm Beach County, it's moaning and groaning. There's no fish. It's all concrete. Well, part of that's true, unfortunately. It's because of Henry that I was forced to get off my plump rear end and go into action. I, I had a call saying that I will never work again. I was disabled. I got angry and said, I'll show you he'll never work again. I drew up four patents. I only could afford to do one, and this was the keeper, the, the artificial mangrove root system. I call it magic mangroves. Wonderful. How does it work? Well, it works 
right now, Rob, we have lost our habitat, and we've cut down 80% of our mangroves for progress in the last five decades. Unfortunately, my parents didn't know the repercussions of what they were doing when they put in the seawalls and the docks by cutting down the pristine mangrove forests that were that used to be in place. So they were removed. And here we are five decades later, something had to be done. We need habitat. So I designed a system that it's an inconsistent maze to confuse apex predators so that when our, our grouper, our snapper, they come in shore to spawn, by the way. The goliath groupers come in shore to spawn. The snook come in shore to spawn. They all come in shore to our estuaries and our lagoons to spawn. Now, after they spawn, we have tiny snook and redfish and trout and grouper and snapper that are up against seawalls. And now here comes a rogue Jack Crevel that can eat them in two minutes, and boom, they're gone forever. Yeah. So I designed this system that mounts for the people that are on the water that have the seawalls. It mounts at high tide mark, does not interfere with their million-dollar views, which they had problems with with the real mangroves because they grow. Yeah, they go up. <laughs> yeah. So I took care of that. I believe in real mangroves. I promise you I've, I've got pictures and I'm proud of uh, planting mangroves, but we can't put them everywhere. So where we can't put them, my system mounts on a seawall. It can be as long as the seawall is. I can, it mounts on radius and square pilings on a dock. And that's another problem we have with docks. Proper sunlight cannot penetrate the decking on docks, so therefore seagrass never has a chance to grow there. That's where that system comes in, along with my trademark reefs that I do. That's great. It provides a place for the snook and the redfish to hide in. Not only do they hide, Rob, they get food sources. Everything I do is textured and is coated with oyster clutch. Oyster clutch is oyster shells. When, when the oysters go into spawn, that is, they're called spat. They're almost microscopic. They're looking for a place to attach. The easiest place for them to attach is to another oyster shell. Everything I do has oyster shells on it, oyster clutch, for oyster propagation. Now the, now the fish have food sources, the, the fry and the juveniles not only have food sources and shelter and protection, but these oysters, one oyster filters 50 gallons of lagoon water on a daily basis. Yes. So now we are not only get cleaning the water, we are allowing this year's spawn of redfish, snapper, all the sporting game fish, allowing them to grow up to be breeders themselves. Thus, we have natural restocking through artificial means, which is my proven hypothesis. I'm so glad you got that one right. <laughs> Sometimes something sticks to the wall, and that one stuck, Rob. <laughs> and I'm proud to say that I have a patent on it, 
I worked very hard for it. I got my patent in 11 months. My lawyers prepared me for five years. Apparently, the government realizes what I'm doing, how I'm helping, and and it works. Well, that's and, great because there's a big demand for it. Um, there will be, Rob. I promise you. Well, that's right. You're just getting your uh, permit together now and stuff. I'm I'm just getting my first permit for the mangrove system. I had to go through the Department of Environmental Protection, the Army Corps of Engineers, National Marine Fisheries. Um, they wrote me an email saying, we don't know what to do. We've never seen anything like this. I, I corresponded saying, that's correct. That's why we have patents. This, well, this is cutting edge. This is new. No one has ever seen this concept. Um, lots of marine biologists and scientists have looked at it and said, wow, we need this. Yeah, we'll put some pictures up on the website so the people who are listening can tune in and see that. Um, can you describe it for us? What does it look like? They're, they're semi-radius. Um, they have legs on them at angles. They are inconsistent so that it's, it's like a maze, Rob. Yeah. And it's coated with my reef texture. And the, the whole theory is to not only confuse the larger apex predators, but prevent them from entering the maze to get to the juvenile fish. That is so great. And then you've got all those oysters filtering the water to boot. Absolutely. That's, that's going to increase the mass size uh, of the, the actual mangrove root system as, as vertebrate and invertebrate water filtering organisms attach. The roots become larger, which is better, better protection, better shelter, and more food sources for the juveniles and the fry of our sporting game fish. So the landowners that put those by their docks or under their docks are helping to protect their property from storm surges and things? Absolutely. Uh, this, this system helps stabilize the seabed. That's just another positive thing that it does. It is into the seabed. It, it helps knock down uh, wave action, high-energy wave action from bow wakes, stabilizes the seabed. That's just another plus. Boy, it's win-win-win. That's the way I look at it. Feel good, feel good. <laughs> I'm talking with Lee Shepard, who is the founder of Inter Intra-Coastal Ecosystem, LLC. Lee, how can people learn more about your work? Um, they can call me. They can go to my website. My website is intra, intra I-N-T-R-A, coastal, C-O-A-S-T-A-L, eco, E-C-O, systems, S-Y-S-T-E-M-S dot com. They can call me. I'd be happy to talk with anybody. I have a local number, 561-342-1-ECO, E-C-O, which is 326. I have a long distance number, which is the same, 188-342-1-ECO, 326. That's great. Um, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I want to hear more about 
the uh, the uh, Goliath Grouper Hotels and the, w- the wonderful work you're doing with the River Kids and uh, being a river warrior yourself and how we get how we're making a difference on the national scene for saving these uh, lagoons of Florida. I'm um, passionate, Rob, and we can talk all day. Yeah, okay. We'll be right back after this break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Connecting local stewardship with global support, the Ocean River Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work. We believe that many environmental issues can best be addressed by people taking action in their own communities and regions. It's not the large national entities, but the small, localized, or newly formed groups that often need help to achieve their goals. That's where the Ocean River Institute comes in. We maintain a network of eco-stewards and ORI partners, connecting them with resources and services to help them maximize their impact, expand their capacity, and weather unexpected setbacks. ORI actions and events offer opportunities to make a difference, to go the distance, and you can volunteer to be an ORI eco-steward. To discover more, visit us online at www.oceanriver.org. That's www.oceanriver.org. The Ocean River Institute is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work through environmental stewardship and science. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. To participate in today's discussion, you're welcome to call into the program at 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. You can also send an email to rob at oceanriver.org. Now, back to Dr. Rob Moyer. Hello, today we're saving the ocean with artificial, healthy reef community systems built by Lee Shepard, who's here from Intracoastal Ecosystems. And uh, Lee, I understand you've got a whole series of different size uh, systems, uh, starting with uh, bass bungalows. <laughs> yes, I do, Rob. Uh, I have to take care of my freshwater friends, too, right? Right. So my smallest unit, I have I have four units that I work off of, but I can build anything. Um, I'm a mad scientist, let's call me. So we start off with the Bass Bungalow for fresh water. That would be one of my smaller units. Um, I had to name them. That's the name. <laughs> so what does the Bass Bungalow look like? Bass Bungalow looks like 
Everything I do, Rob, is custom. I take yeah. into consideration the seabed, the location, the type of fish you want to help propagate. Um, the best bungalow can turn into a speck house, a crappy house, um, oh. de depending on how I design it. Every reef I, de every reef I design is custom, hand-built, and engineered by myself. No two reefs are the same. That's, that separates me from the other players. Right, you don't mass produce them. Now, is it different for freshwater than the ocean? No, sir. It's the same material. Um, I can't give you all my secrets away, but I can oh, tell no, you that, that my pH is seawater friendly at 8.3, that my PSI on my concrete is over 15,000, which is almost unheard of, and I have a lifespan oh. of over 500 years in the water. That should be long enough for the bass. Pardon me? That should be long enough for the bass fish. Yeah, it's long enough for my warranty. I'm going to have to find <laughs> someone to help warranty these things through the generations, Rob. Well, they'll mistake it for natural things after after 100 years or more or something, <laughs> hopefully. It'll be buried under those oysters and stuff. So, <laughs> Correct. So uh, what we were beginning would be getting the freshwater mussels in the in the fresh water, and then yeah. we move on to my second reef system is a snapper shack. A snapper shack is normally 36 inch base. I design them, of course, just like anything else. So I come to your dock, I, I assess it, I talk with the owner, we decide. I, how how we want to go about engineering it. Like I said, everyone is different and custom. Uh, the snapper shack normally comes in at about 700 to 800 pounds. Wow. Now I'm partial to snook. Well, that's my next one, Rob. That's one of my sweethearts, the snook shack. <laughs> Again, I have to name them. Separates me. Uh, this, I just installed a snook shack uh, about two weeks ago, and right now, Goliath juvenile, 50-pound Goliath grouper, and 30-plus pound snook are, are competing for residency on the snook shack as we speak. <laughs> and next to it, now that one came in at about 1,100 pounds. Uh, this was an extra custom job, that, and I scaled down my largest unit, which is a Goliath Grouper Hotel. I scaled that down to a smaller scale coming in at about 1,200 pounds, and it just so happens that my client caught me in time when I was building. A poachers were coming in. He has no habitat, but he has light system. Poachers were coming in at 4 a.m. with their 14-foot cast nets, opening to 28 foot. Mm. Well, I say don't you don't F with my lagoon and don't F with this old cracker. So I took number five stranded fiberglass rebar and I made them look like World War II water mines. Then I anchored them. All my reefs are anchored to the seabed with number five rebar fiberglass for storm surge, hurricane protection, et cetera, et cetera. When they, if they ever come back and throw those 28-foot nets on my reefs, they're going to lose them and learn a valuable lesson. Yes. 
So tell us about the big grouper hotel. Well, that's my crowning jewel, Rob. Um, that's what I started out with. Um, I'm very active in, in, with all the government agencies in Palm Beach County. I stopped an ERM, Environmental Resources Management meeting, with Head Commissioner Paulette Burdick. I told her I wanted to donate a Goliath Grouper Hotel. She stopped the meeting and said, what the H is a Goliath Grouper <laughs> Hotel? I said, I'm glad you asked me that question. So I built them a custom, well over 3,000 pound, six and a half foot diameter, Goliath Grouper Hotel. It has a 30 inch opening. Um, it's very sophisticated on the engineering. It will hold uh, well over 150 pound Goliath Grouper at Peanut Island Snorkel Lagoon, um, where I grew up shark fishing as a youngster, camping there just about every weekend, catching Goliaths um, and every type of shark there is. The Reef has been in place since December of 2012. She's been through silting twice, dredging twice, the discharging of Lake Okeechobee. She's, she's coming out like a jewel. I have a very sophisticated nine-way pass-through on the top of the reef that I engineered for cleaner fish. And wow. what that entails is... What what my goal is on any reef is to have what we call a community reef system. A community reef system, and I was there to personally witness this, even though the water was turbid, a four-and-a-half-foot barracuda hovering over the reef, getting her gills, her mouth, and her body cleaned of parasites. So in this nine-way pass-through that I have on the top of the reef, they can... Sometimes the grouper get a little toothy and they, they're not in a good mood and they'll snap at the banded coral shrimp, the wrasses, the gobies, the French angels that do the cleaning. So I gave them a quick escape to get back into the reef for protection. Oh, that's great. Those little fish can skedaddle out of there. Well, what that told me, Rob, was I did it right and I'm very proud of what I did because it now is a fully functioning community reef system for all to enjoy. It's a shallow water dive for beginners, children, inside the snorkel lagoon that Palm Beach County and ERM built. It's a beautiful location right at Palm Beach Inlet. There's a lifeguard on duty, and I encourage everyone to go and see this. It's incredible. And I engineered a... 12-inch three-way for the five-foot green moray that I knew was living in the lagoon, and he's very happy where he is now. It's nice to know where the moray is. I like that. <laughs> he's where I designed to put him, Rob, but he's friendly. I yeah. haven't hand-fed him yet. I don't encourage people to do that. Um, you need to be experienced, and they can, you know... Uh, they can get an attitude, so I don't suggest you hand-feed them, but they're there. Yeah, I learned quickly you don't go picking up the uh, those little spiny lobsters because chances are there's a moray who's attached to it and it's going to watch you. Well, my last report was someone shot a 15-pound gag grouper, got eight lobster off of that reef. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been behind the dust too much, or if I had my wits about me, I would have been there on midnight and gotten the lobster for myself. Yeah. 
That's so great. There's so much life now there that lobsters are doing well and, and the mores, and you must become a real hero for the fish, especially um, that feeding station where they can pull up and have the fish come out of the cleaning station where the, the barracuda can be cleaned by uh, other fish and stuff. Right. There's also grouper. There's multiple species of snapper. Um, within five minutes of deployment, I have a picture of it, there was a five-pound sheephead on that reef in less than five minutes. That's marvelous. Now we can move on to my, my other donation that I did in August. Yes. I did, I did a, another large Goliath grouper hotel, and I kind of altered to what I call a brain coral design, more radius, more rounded, with 14-inch openings, and um, I'm going to be propagating staghorn and elkhorn coral on this in the future. I have it set up for that purpose. This is located about three-quarters of a mile north of Boynton Inlet, on an easy dive, 35 feet of water, on a new stepping reef that Palm Beach County's ERM, Florida Inland Navigation District, uh, the FWC, we had a couple different partners on this project. We did a 7,500 square foot, not over 900 tons of limestone boulders. And my two reefs are sitting... They, I wanted them behind the, the boulder reef, but they decided they wanted to see how well they perform in high-energy situations, such as 30-foot waves. So they are to the north, and I will be happy to give the, the GPS coordinates or, or on my website. And I encourage people to not only fish. My last report there was covered in snapper, snook, multiple species of grouper, and lots of lobster. Wow. Tell us your website again so people can know how to get there. My website, Rob, is Intracoastal Ecosystems, I-N-T-R-A-C-O-A-S-T-A-L-E-C-O-S-Y-S-T-E-M-S.com. If you go to my news page, that is my business Facebook, and hit photos, you can see Lots of projects that I, my donations that I'm very proud of to the state and Palm Beach County. Yes, I highly recommend it. Bob, so, so the, is, is that it for the grouper hotels? Um, well, how do you mean is that it? They're out there I mean, working. I'm, I'm two out there working. It's fabulous. <laughs> I just want to be sure we got the grouper stories in before we move on. Yeah, that you know, like I said, I'm also doing scaled down versions for the private sector. Um, I, I haven't put that large of a reef, but I'm doing. I've scaled it down to like twelve, thirteen hundred pounds, which is still a very sizable reef. Will hold fifty, sixty, seventy pound goliaths. And wow. they're fun to have at your dock, Rob. I bet. I, I can't imagine, but um, I've seen Matthews go by. I'd like to see a grouper go by. That'd be great. Well, I've, I've arranged, Bob, through R&D, a lot of research and development, a way that you can see them. What I've done is I've gotten into LED, low-powered, bright LED lighting. Oh, there you go. 
Now, this is, this is the third part of my three-part system. The first part is the reefs, to, to get the habitat, to get your snook and your grouper to reside. You can feed them, keep them there. Now, they're, they're, they're thriving. They spawn. The fry go to the mangrove system so they can grow up to be breeders. Now we bring in the lights. The lights are amazing, Rob. I, I can't even tell you. It's the finest show on earth. I've designed solar-powered lights. I have lights that go underwater. I have lights where you can sit in your, your lazy boy inside your house looking out at your dock, push a button, and create over 200 colors of your choice to light up your reef. Now, what this does is this will naturally bring in the shrimp, the mullet, the herring, the finger mullet to naturally feed your reef at night. At night, the, the reefs totally change. The apexes turn on. They, they go into what we call a feeding frenzy. Mm. Um, you you want to talk about impressing your friends? If you have a particular favorite beverage you like, you walk out there with your friends and you say, watch this. The reef comes alive. You can hand feed them, encourage them to come up, or just sit there and watch them naturally. And it's very educational for the children. These apex predators have a social system, which a lot of people aren't, don't know about. Take snook in, in particular. They have an order, a social order, where the larger snook move into position, will take their shrimp going by, then they will drop down, and then the next in the social order will move up and take their place. It's, it's very educational, and it's, it's quite a sight. And the sounds are unbelievable. You don't need music out there. They supply yeah. the music. Yeah. In that you hear them splashing about, or you hear them croaking or something? It's more than splashing. It's popping. When they hit that surface, they suck in air, tarpon. Uh Grouper, snooker, the snooker are exceptionally loud popping. Um, it, it's, a, it's amazing. It, it truly is. Well, that's great. And I also have designed a solar power for people that really want to be, and we didn't talk about it, but my company's slogan is when going green isn't good enough, we go blue. That's federally trademarked. I've raised the bar from green, which people know about. Hey, I'm going green. I'm recycling. Well, I've raised the bar to blue. Water. Water is, we're in trouble. Water is a precious commodity, and we're getting ready to find that out. We're having problems with our aquifers, our springs. Um, it goes on and on. And that's why I am a river warrior, which we will get into. Sure, that's a good lead-in. Let's go to that. Well, I'm very proud, Rob, to tell you that I'm an original river warrior. What that means is I was one of the fortunate people to get on a bus called the Magic Carpet Ride. <laughs> Forty of us got on a bus, 40 caring people. A lot of us did not know each other. We came from all walks of life, but we all had the same goal in mind clean water for our kids in the future, more an abundance of thriving sea life. What we are doing is 
letting the government know that we're not going to take it anymore, the discharging of polluted water full of phosphates, nitrates, chlorophylls, A and B, herbicides, that should be filtered and going south through the Everglades like Mother Nature intended it to go. We yes. screwed it all up. We blocked it up. We're growing sugar cane instead of filtering water. Things are all messed up. It's not the way Mother Nature intended it to be. No. So 40 of us got on a bus, Rob, and we went to Washington, D.C. on October 3rd when Washington, D.C. was closed down. Guess what? We opened it up. Good for you. We had five or six senators, 10 or 12 congressmen. I even got a hug from Nancy Pelosi for my good work. All right. <laughs> we opened it up. We even took our river kids with us, who are our future stewards, who we are training very young to be responsible stewards of our ecosystems. Rob, I can't tell you how powerful it was. Four-year-old, a four-year-old child putting dead oysters on the shell on the desks of congressmen and senators, and bottles of tainted, polluted, with macroalgae blue-green algae on each desk of every congressman and senator saying, why can't I go swimming this summer like I do every summer? Why can't I go out in the boat like, I, like my parents take me last summer? Why can't I do this? Very powerful stuff, Rob. Yes, it totally is. It's just phenomenal what the river kids and, and your river warriors are doing. Um, if you uh, visit OceanRiver.org, you can hit on the Youth Driven Cinema page and see pictures of the youth um, uh, rallying in a parking lot out there uh, near uh, near Stewart, I guess. Or I guess it's on Jensen Beach area. Uh, well, one of the rallies we had was outside on the lawn that's on my website that I'm very oh, proud of. was actually when we came out of the Congress chambers, we had a rally out on the front line with Congressman Patrick Murphy, who I can't say enough about. He's a, we, he, we initiated him as a river warrior. He proudly wears our black armband. I have pictures of he and I on my website. Um, he's doing great work for us. He's a freshman up there. He's, 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 he went up there and poked the bear, Rob. Yes, he did. He's a wonderful uh, congressman. And we're hoping that to the north, uh, Corey Westbrook will be elected to the uh, Bureau Beach area as a as a progressive, uh, you know, river warrior who really understands the environmental problems facing your region. It's so important right now, Rob, because we we've we've lost our water quality, we've lost our habitat, we've lost our oyster reefs, we've lost. We broke a record that I'm not proud of, Rob. We broke the record of 869 dead manatees this year. That's, that's, nothing, that's nothing to be proud of. No, it's terrible. The, oh, man, the manatees are, are died at an alarming rate. Dolphin died at an alarming rate. Even pelicans are dead floating all over. We have fish with lesions and tumors on them. Lee, we need to take a break, and when we come back, we're, you're going to tell us about what we can do to help save all those suffering animals.
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Connecting local stewardship with global support, the Ocean River Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work. We believe that many environmental issues can best be addressed by people taking action in their own communities and regions. It's not the large national entities, but the small, localized, or newly formed groups that often need help to achieve their goals. That's where the Ocean River Institute comes in. We maintain a network of eco-stewards and ORI partners, connecting them with resources and services to help them maximize their impact, expand their capacity, and weather unexpected setbacks. ORI actions and events offer opportunities to make a difference, to go the distance, and you can volunteer to be an ORI eco-steward. To discover more, visit us online at www.oceanriver.org. That's www.oceanriver.org. The Ocean River Institute is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work through environmental stewardship and science. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. To participate in today's discussion, you're welcome to call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You can also send an email to rob at oceanriver.org. Now, back to Dr. Rob Moyer. Hey, we're back with Lee Shepard of Intercoastal Ecosystems, LLC. Uh, Lee is telling us about how he's saving the Indian River Lagoon by building artificial reefs from little tiny uh, small fish houses to enormous Goliath grouper hotels. And uh, he's also told us about traveling to Washington, working with Congressman Murphy and others to um, take a top-down approach from the from the federal government to help save Indian River Lagoon. Uh, what else can we do for saving Indian River Lagoon, uh, Lee? Well, Rob, we have a website called Save the Indian River Lagoon. Um, we are called River Warriors. It's, it's the warrior nation. We have Lagoon Angels, we have the River Kids, and we have the River Warriors. Um, you can participate by joining us. Um, the more the merrier. We come from all walks of life, mothers, fathers, granddaughters, you name it. It's, it's an amazing, an amazing thing. The only thing I can parallel this with would be the protest back for Vietnam, and this is going to be much larger. Yeah, because you're engaging everybody, and you have great T-shirts. I like your T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, bless the river kids. They did... They took muck from different parts of the lagoon and, and 
put it on T-shirts to sell to raise awareness. And they did tie-dyeing. It was pretty funny because they realized that the boats were getting this black staining on them when they were anchored out in Manatee Pocket and other lagoon parts. And, but they discovered that they couldn't soak the shirts for two weeks. So they actually had to mix some of the uh, black dye in with the, the muck so that uh, you could get the muck effect. But it's pretty spectacular what they can do with colors and, and blacks and so forth on the shirts. And that, bless her heart, that's, that's the uh, Martin County River Kids with Jackie Thurlow Lippish. And bless her heart, another Lagoon Angel, Katie Louie, has her St. Lucie River Kids. And right now they're, they're both in a competition to design a reef that's going to be voted on by the Warrior Nation. And then I'm personally going to build that reef. I've had requests for a heart-shaped reef. <laughs> no telling what it's going to be, but I can build anything, Rob. And I told them that. I'm going to build it, and we're going to dedicate it to the River Kids. Those kids are so creative. I can't wait to see what they come up with. You and I both. There's no way we're going to second-guess them. They're just phenomenal. No, nope. they're, they're going to be there for, for the taking when we hand the torch to them, and they're going to be ready for it, and... I rest a little bit easier knowing that the future is looking bright, Rob. It really is. They submitted we have we have so many people that, that work on a daily basis. Marty Baum, the Riverkeeper, bless her heart, uh, Lagoon Angel Gail Ryan is out getting signatures for the Floridians campaign declaration for clean water. I encourage yeah. everyone to sign it. We need one hundred thousand signatures. Very important. We have people like Brett Fitzgerald of the Snook and Gamefish Foundation that is taking accurate data. He has a phone app now so that we have accurate reports of different species at different parts of the lagoon at all times. Um, This is an age of information. We're gathering it. And I'm, I'm proud to say that through seven months of battling that I got allocated $2 million for Kilroy units from the great mines at Orca. Uh, Edie Witter is the inventor. It's a water monitoring device that gives real-time data from everything from turbidity to phosphates, nitrates, etc. Every 30 minutes is what we need. Um, my Lake Worth Lagoon has none. And it took me seven months, and I won the battle. That's great. Edie Witter was on our program a few months ago. She's so a hero of mine, Rob. Listen to you. Um, so tell us, oh, so you were mentioning uh, Chris Costello's clean water campaign? Yes, sir. That's she's Chris Costello, bless her heart, the Sierra Club. This is very important. It's the Floridians Declaration Campaign for Clean Water, stating that we as citizens deserve and demand clean water for us and our kids. The fishing industry, we lost billions of dollars. That's with a B, just in the Indian River Lagoon itself this summer. Uh, people are not acknowledging that. Businesses had to fold. People are people... It's it's tragic what has happened. Well, tell us again how extreme it was. It's just unbelievable. You had people dying and from eleven uh, people died, Rob. 
But 11 people died. 11 people from a harmful algal bloom poisoning. And uh, a lot of dolphins and a lot of manatees and a lot of pelicans, all because there was so much nutrients in the water that the algae bloomed and uh, it choked out the light getting down. And what a mess. It was a domino effect that totally took out the whole ecosystem. I'm ashamed to say. I, I, I'm ashamed. Well, I'm proud and of I've, I've, And we are letting people that are in decision-making positions, letting them know that we're not going to take it anymore. We're ashamed. And we're taking action. With your structures, we are having more uh, oysters and filter feeders put into the lagoon. We're providing better habitat. I mean, the oceans are sick, but the fishes have been hurting too. And too often they blame the fishermen. And it's so great that you and that other people are building habitats that can support fish again, that are helping to restore these troubled waters. That's exactly what we're doing, Rob. We're restoring. We have to, we, this is, what I'm doing is a, a, a fix now, not a, not in, not a 15 years down the road with the government's telling how long it's going to take. What I'm doing is real time now. Thank and, you. And Thank to help, you. all you have to do is put, install one of my ecosystems. It's a complete personal ecosystem. And what's the website again? My website is Intracoastal Ecosystems, I-N-T-R-A. Most people spell it wrong, I-N-T-E-R. It's I-N-T-R-A, Coastal, C-O-A-S-T-A-L, Eco, E-C-O, Systems, S-Y-S-T-E-M-S.com. And that's because you're fitting the systems into the ecosystem not outside or something, but it's intra, it's between the pilings, it's between the outer beach and the inner shore and stuff. I'm offshore, I'm inshore, I cover seawalls, I cover total docks. Uh, It's a complete system. It's a system that works real time. It's educational, it cleans the water, it's fun. And right now I'm working in Washington to get my clients tax credits for putting in my ecosystems to help our ecosystems to get tax credits as an initiative. Yeah, they should. It's such a legacy they're creating. They're creating really beneficial habitat for the marine life. Absolutely. And I also do, I don't want to be morbid, but a lot of reefs are dedicated and memorialized. Um, I can put ashes in my reef, and you can dedicate it to a loved one because it's going to be there. I have friends guarding both both inlets in Palm Beach County. Um, you can put ashes in them and memorialize them and dedicate them, and they will be there for 500 years. So you put the ashes in with the cement? Absolutely, Rob. That's great. It isn't just pouring it on the water, but literally. Absolutely. Um, that's where I'm going to be, Rob. Yeah, that sounds I haven't great. had a day off in two and a half years. I average 18-hour days, and when I finally rest, that's where I'm going to rest, in, in a Goliath Grouper hotel. I don't know. It's a tough choice between the snooks and the groupers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee Shepard, thank you so much for taking the time to tell us about your work at Intra Coastal 
uh, ecosystems. And um, it's just been a pleasure bumping into you when I'm down in Florida. And it's so inspirational, the work you're doing to restore habitat for fish of all sizes and for really rebuilding the whole ecosystem of Indian River Lagoon. Thank you. No, thank you, Rob, for caring, and it was a pleasure to meet you and more of a pleasure to meet someone that also cares, and and I I see it, and I saw when I met you that you're a passionate and a caring man about our ecosystems, and we need to to pay attention to this. Um, We've turned our heads. Now it's time to buckle down and, and fix it. Yes. Well, we're doing it, and you're also inspiring the youth, which is just phenomenal, to see the energy of all those 23 different videos put together by young people, you know, explaining the stories and stuff. I mean, what powerful voices there are there. It doesn't get any more powerful than that, Rob. No. As you were saying, the way that the students went to Washington and put the oysters on the desks of politicians and stuff. Big I mean, that's stuff. It was, uh, I, I, I cheered, Rob. I'm not ashamed to say it. I had tears in my eyes. Well, we've come a long ways. From Ten years ago, I was in uh, Senator um, Bill Nelson's office, and he had a jar of green water from St. Lucia River coming out. And now we've come to full circle with lots of people going to Washington, bringing the ocean back to Washington. Yep, he was there when we opened up Congress. Yeah. Lee, thank you so much for this show. Um, and um, for all of you listening, uh, thanks a lot for listening to Ocean River. No, what are we? <laughs> thanks a lot for listening to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thanks again for joining us this week on Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. Please tune in for more with Dr. Rob Moyer next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again then. Yeah.